right? Welcome to the Zodiac chat line. <laughs> we have theme music now. Listen, listen. It is Sunday, January 22nd, 2023, y'all. We are in Aquarius season. <laughs> All my Aquarius people stand the fuck up. Y'all know I rep hard for my scent. Anyway, hey girl, hi Karen. Hey. What's up? What's up? Okay, so <laughs> I'm wow. loving Aquarius season. Listen, We're getting weird because Capricorn season was not it a time to get weird. It was times got weirder. Maybe a time to be brutalized and tested by the man. Okay, so let's <laughs> let's start here. So where I'm going to start is today is um, the Chinese New Year, and it is the year of the rabbit. Um, and we are fully into Aquarius season. The sun moved into Aquarius on the 20th. Um, the new moon happened yesterday, and Uranus turned direct in Taurus today. Uranus is the modern ruler of Aquarius. Um, and Venus and Saturn are also already in Aquarius. So it is time to be authentic and innovative in a lot of different aspects uh, in our lives. Um, Aquarius talks to us about the groups that we belong to, our friendships, and just all of that. Um, and the bigger picture of the group we belong to is every, all the society, right? And so I was like, looking at the things that have happened um and the first one that came up was the whole speaker of the house voting debacle shenanigans what do we call that i would say debacle would be a a a good term for that what that was it was just a a stupid clusterfuck of dumbassery (laughs) and so debacle seems like a pretty nice term for for all that mess yeah yeah like the the picture with the the on the republican side of the one like grabbing the other person's face i was like this is how we elected officials sure okay yeah um Mm -hmm. but we will say the bright spot in that whole thing was mr hakeem jeffries he held Mm -hmm. it together Mm -hmm. as the minority leader thank Mm -hmm. you sir we are mm-hmm. here for you. Absolutely. Um, the other interesting thing that happened, and we found out about this initially in our group chat, uh, Florida and DeSantis, uh, and him deciding to ban AP African American studies. Yeah, really saying the quiet part out loud said that that course offered no educational value to 
to whom exactly um and why um yeah florida is just really florida ing it up you know the down tank. there after the don't with the uh, you know trying to get parents to go to jail because they're trying to support their trans kids just all of that I mean, this is 2023 though, Cassie. Girl. And it's very interesting that that Florida issue reminds me of something else I recently read about that happened in Virginia, where the governor there vetoed the building of a Ford electric vehicle EV plant because he claimed it was a plot to get Chinese communist control in Virginia because there was a Chinese battery company that was a partial investor in the plant and what's crazy to me is like these guys are so willing to they realize that the only thing they have are culture wars they don't actually have a plan to do anything they can't fix anything so they're willing to absolutely shit all over the economies of their own states and the places that they represent and not do anything good for the people who put them into those positions just to win the culture war part of it like and I just never that was never a good long-term plan but like the more these people get in power and do nothing or do terrible things that their constituents hate like the more it just becomes obvious that we need to do new things and get these people out of here like I was having a conversation earlier and click off if you don't want to hear the rest of this anyway (laughs) And I said, you know, I was talking to my friend and I was like, we, and I was, we were, I was talking to her about this, what he was doing in Florida. And I said, white men have realized that their mediocrity can only maintain if they stunt the educational growth and knowledge of minorities. And especially black minorities, an educated black person is a white person's biggest nightmare ever, mm-hmm. especially a white man. Because you think about back in the day when they didn't want slaves to read, when they didn't want them to go to the same schools, like we are literally doing this whole same thing of who still, Ruby Day, Ruby D, Ruby Davis, what's her name? Ruby, the Bridges, Bridges, yes, the same thing. And that wasn't that long ago. No, she's like 70. Like she's not old. Like maybe she's not even 70. No, I I was going to say like she right she might be hitting just so out there and it just continues to show you that they are trying to stunt the educational growth of our entire country so we stay dumb mm-hmm. and like you said no plan no plan but to could create the biggest culture war and race war and all that and at the end of the day like it's already there that that's the truth is it's already here It's Mm -hmm. now up to all the minorities who are technically now the majority to continue to run and win office. Yeah. As we're seeing in droves with women and people of color. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the last thing I'm only literally going to touch on this. Um, Well, uh, this is the last bad thing. And then I'm going to throw a celebration in there. Um, So if you live in Atlanta, there is a protest going on here. And, um, a protester's life was lost yesterday um, and it is called defend the Atlanta forest. And they're 
looking to stop Cop City. And the briefest summary I'm going to give you, because I want everybody to go look this up themselves, is that in the southwest part uh, city of Atlanta, there are about 300 acres of forest that have been slated to be torn down um, for an 80 plus million dollar project to uh, build a training center for the police department. Um, but my understanding is that it's supposed to be like a neighborhood set up so they can do raids. Nobody will ever live in this neighborhood, but they're going to tear down all of these trees and build all of these housing. If you don't know, Atlanta does have a homeless problem, just like every other major city, and they are going to use this just to have the police practice. So whether you agree or disagree, I just want you to go do your research, but that is also happening all of these things with Pluto still in Capricorn making its way slowly to Aquarius, we are watching all of our structures literally have to be transformed and reborn. And the, we're seeing the worst parts of them because they need to be transformed. Yeah. Every, yeah, man, every day is like, it's, it's, I mean, you know, um, and we're not that old. Hearts, no, no, we're not like, and, you know, there was a mass shooting in California today, you know, um, thoughts, good vibes, prayers to the families of those, um, you know, mostly Asian and American or Asian folks whose lives were lost and just fucking celebrating, like just dancing and celebrating the Lunar New Year. And somebody has to come in with a fucking machine gun and kill a bunch of people. And like, I mean kids with guns like the six-year-old shot his teacher in virginia there was a story out of detroit today where a five-year-old shot his friend's hand off like it's just like it's mad but we don't need gun control right but it is it's like this this i think it's very interesting to look at the astrology of the moment and see all of the like the places where capricorn or i'm sorry where aquarius is mm -hmm. touching saturn mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. um you know, now the sun, the moon, we've got Venus there, but especially that Saturn and Aquarius against Pluto and Capricorn, where we're really looking at the way things have been and what do we want for the future? And I think you're right that we are, because Pluto's going to move into Aquarius this year in, mm -hmm. in March. And yeah, I think <laughs> in the next couple of months, we are really going to see more and more people figure out that like, we have to do this whole thing differently. Mm -hmm. Like if we want America to, to continue and do humanity we <laughs> has to, humanity has right. to change different, has to, has to, um, exist differently. And, yeah. and like you said, all of that energy Aquarius is not known for stagnancy. It's known for unpredictability. And, and Capricorn isn't necessarily known for stagnancy, but it's known for very much direct and um, time over time change where it's long-term, this is what the change is. And, and we have seen so much because the election happened during Pluto and Capricorn. Um, I believe the January 6th riots happened during. Mm -hmm. So a lot of those structures, as you were saying, we are watching that unfold um, right now. And I mean, I can't believe it. My youthful less than 50, we'll say that, um, that I've experienced so much in just this 
year of COVID from 2020 to 2023. It's only been a year. Um, and we've watched exactly. That's what it's felt like. <laughs> it was like, yeah, but one year or four years, nobody knows. No, nobody knows. Nobody knows. <laughs> um, but I, I encourage everyone to embrace uh, the Aquarian energy of groups um of challenging the status quo and not necessarily as people think rebelling just to rebel aquariuses are very intent on rebelling for a purpose for a very much reason that they stand convicted in if Mm -hmm. i'm gonna rebel and talk shit it's because i stand on that shit it's not a maybe in and out it is what it is and that's how it's going to be so i encourage you to really look at the groups that you're a part of and i think a lot of people are realizing especially with all of these different um conversations around race around gender around sexuality around politics are happening that there are some people that were in their group that they may not really see eye to eye with anymore and they are really starting to see like some and everybody is entitled to feel and believe how they do you don't have to agree with anybody but you also don't have to force people to believe what you believe mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i uh... I'm 100% with you. And I also encourage, I mean, this is a, this is a pretty powerful new moon for manifesting, considering all the other placements in the sky. And especially, you know, um, Aquarius's modern ruler is Uranus. And just as the sun and moon have gone to Aquarius, Uranus has gone direct. It's been retrograde for like five months, it's a while. A it's been a minute. And Uranus, Uranus is the planet that, um, gives us new ideas and shakes up our, our, our notions of what can be and what was, and, you know, really like think as, as far out of your box as you can imagine the world that you would create if you were given a blank slate, like, what would you do? What would society look like? What would those groups look like? What, Mm -hmm. and how can you, if you, if you really can't find a way to actualize any of that, can you write it? Can you, can you paint it? Can you, um, compose it? You know, can you find a way to share your vision with other people and, and don't limit yourself? You know, there's no reason to think that the world can't be what you want it to be. Um, Mm -hmm. just because it's been what it's been Mm -hmm. that part before we bring our guests on, I just want to talk about some golden globe winners. (laughs) Is that that was a fun thing that happened this week. Um, <laughs> we will give it up for the queen herself, Angela Bassett. We love you. Thank you, Mava. Supporting actress in a motion picture. Yes, you earned that. We love you. Wakanda forever. Um, Zendaya, girl, we know a Virgo. Stay being perfect. Euphoria, <laughs> once again, actress in a drama Facts. series. Um Mr. Eddie Murphy got the Cecil B. DeMille Award for Outstanding Contributions in the World of Entertainment. I am old enough to remember Beverly Hills Cop because it was my Detroit. Oh my God, defining movie of my childhood. Thank you. So we love us some Eddie Murphy. Mm -hmm. Um, Quinta Brunson, you stay winning. We love you. We love you, girl. Abbott Elementary, she gets... uh, 
actress in a musical comedy, along with Tyler James Henry, love him. He mm-hmm. gets supporting actor and Abbott Elementary also won best TV uh, or musical comedy series. So guys, shout out to all of the other Golden Globes, but the Black people's who we care about here. Okay, so <laughs> again, it's Aquarius season and I'm going to be Um. Anyway, okay. <laughs> So uh, we have some amazing guests we're going to bring on. These lovely humans, um, we're just going to bring them on. We have Olivia and Brie. Both of them are born later than Cassie and myself. And I am so interested to hear what they have to say about our conversation in humanity, um, because we all come from a little bit different generations. So we have, um, I'll wait till we see their faces. There's Brie. Hey girl. Brie is our Leo sun, Sagittarius moon and Gemini rising, um, with a North node in Aquarius and Olivia will be hopping on here shortly. Olivia also, is Brie is the composer oh, yes. of our Hello. amazing theme music. That so part. we stand Brie. <laughs> that part with that part. So we'll we'll drop all of Brie's deets in there. And then we have Olivia, a Capricorn sun, Sagittarius moon, and Virgo rising with a North Node in Libra. So they share a Sagittarius moon, fiery and spicy as always. Mm-hmm. Ladies, thank you so much. Hi. Thanks for having us. For me. Yes. <laughs> we love it. We we love to have you on here. Um, we appreciate having these are this is a strong duo, a Leo and a Capricorn. We stand that is uh, Barack Obama and Michelle Obama. We stand that <laughs> that type of powerful boss ass energy. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Boss ass so, energy is like the handshake moment of the Leo and Capricorn for sure. Like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> that is that that is life. And and yes, Brie, that Capricorn counts too. Um, okay. <laughs> okay. So today our topic for Aquarius season is humanity. And um, <laughs> which is just so like who even is she you know like what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) um, with that i will i will give a brief summary of i am a late 70s ish baby cassie is an early 80 ish baby brie is a late 80 ish baby and olivia is a mid 90s baby (laughs) Oh wow! However, we know Capricorns are always the senior citizens, so it's fine. Uh, um, so, I will start with this question because I think this is the best one. What are the three words you ladies would use to describe humanity? Olivia, <laughs> I feel like there's the way it textbook is described, and then I feel like there's the way that it is interpreted today currently um so first thing when i think of it i think you know kindness community respect for others um but i do don't know if that's true of of the current state of the world when i think of humanity and how people act towards each other 
I like that you started with some optimism, though. Buck that Capricorn grain. Good for you. Bring <laughs> <Go laughs> the <laughs> right. I'm oh, like, man, she started better than me because that's not what I said. I know, right? I'm like, oh, a definition. I'm because I interpreted it as like, how do I see humanity today? Three words to describe. And it was not optimistic. So I didn't want to just come out negative. <laughs> but the three words that I would say, um, selfish, desensitized. However, still hopeful. That's what I would say. You know? Mm-hmm. But I want to be, I want to be optimistic. So better bad. than me. I love you. <laughs> Thank you both. Y'all are better than me. <laughs> what Cassie? are you worried? Do you oh. have oh okay? Oh, you I'll, yeah, I'll go. Um, okay, yeah. So hopeful was on mine. Um, mm-hmm. because I despite the fractured, shitty world we see. Um, I do find reason to be hopeful and um, like groups of kids are a place where I see hope. Um, So hopeful, I would, I had fractured on my list too, um, because I think we have just as a collective fallen apart a little bit. Um, And then evolving. Hmm like any other organism you know just responding to all the new stimulus uh what do you think today okay so i have lost (laughs) torn aka fractured Mm. and diverse Mm. Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. i don't have any positive no um i just (laughs) diverse is i mean at least neutral i feel like diverse is factual (laughs) um but i i think that i want to be realistic about what i see humanity as not what i think it can be but i really am disappointed in how this has come and i think that there we'll get to this later but i think there are a lot of reasons why humanity has become another word is disconnected um Mm. and very much not like Olivia said, not kind. I mean, I think the lack of kindness I see in humanity right now is very sad. It is very, very sad. And it's unnecessary because it is based on superficial reasons that most people are not kind. It is not based on any, and I don't think you can be unkind. Like you just, you're an asshole. (laughs) You know, like, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's short sighted really. Um, I think that there's, you know, we, I guess I'm not 100% sure. Cause I don't remember looking at the places you ladies were born, but I'm assuming we all grew up here in the United States and part of, I think living in America is thinking that, um, you know, your success, um, for you to succeed, somebody else has to fail. And that Mm. kindness is a form of weakness in a capitalist Mm. society, which um, is not true, first of all, because you can very much um, leverage positive relationships into money if you choose to do it. You know what I mean? Hello. There's nothing that says like being a good person and making money are mutually exclusive. It just is that we constantly get 
fed stories of ruthless people who <laughs> claw their way to the top. And these are like the only kind of role models of success we have. But then it's also like, why is success measured by money anyway? Like, what are you doing with all that? And is it making you happy? Like, are you going to get to the end of your life and Scrooge McDuck through a bunch of coins and feel good about it? Like, I am wondering if we're going back to the days of like bartering Mm. and being able to, because honestly, I mean, like, you know, I think bartering for goods and services is an effective way to still get what you need without Mm -hmm. having to make somebody broke or like you said somebody else has to suffer so I can succeed instead of just being like it's they they don't need to be correlated right um okay so since we have our three words now let's go back in time how has humanity changed since you were a child Olivia, we can start with you. We can go back in time because that's how far back in time we go. Go. I wonder. Here's my thing: is I don't know if if it has changed so much as as you just grow up, you become more aware. Because I feel like a lot as a a child, you don't pay attention, like the capitalism and the stuff. You're not. That's not what you're focused on, and that's not what you're you're watching around you like you're focused so much on learning all these new things that you're seeing for the first time you're not processing like oh the way that this person treated this person is not the way it should happen you're just like oh this is happening this is what I'm seeing in front of me and I think now especially with technology um you see a lot more than you ever did people are more connected than they ever were which I think is a good thing and also not always a good thing, but I think it kind of brings to light more people are seeing now what has always been happening, but people are much more aware of it. You can't, it's, it's harder to turn a blind eye to it. And I think that's where this idea of like humanity being fractured and, and disruptive, it's always been like that, I feel like, but now it's just, we can't avoid it. You can't say, oh no, it's, it's fine. Let's keep moving on. Let's keep going. <laughs> That's yeah, so true. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I feel the same way, actually, just in the sense of as a kid, you don't know. Like everyone loves you no matter what. It's great. Um, and even like not as a child, when she, when Olivia was talking, I was thinking about how good life felt back in like 07, 08. <laughs> you know, I was just getting out of high school. <clears throat> 07, 08 <laughs> to like 2010. It's like life just felt better and I think it is an awareness you don't realize (sighs) capitalism and people just wanted to talk to you because they want something from you and blah 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 you know as a kid you you only realize it when you're an adult when you got bills to pay and it's like all right your phone rings and 80 percent of the time it's because somebody wants something you know (laughs) that's what (laughs) oh yeah I agree with Olivia definitely um yeah what I got. <laughs> Am I going next? Or are we going in reverse chronological order? Back, uh, back, back in time. So, um, <laughs> right, it's funny I'm that you, 
<laughs> it's it's funny Brie that you you bring up that era of 0708 because mm-hmm. when when that gets talked about now it's almost always in terms of the financial crisis but mm-hmm. um my brother and I were he passed this like uh me not meme a reel he sent to me um and it was like this this woman's like actual footage of me in 2007 not realizing there was a global economic crisis and that was very much me like I was out of college but like early out of college just fucking what do I give a shit about a housing crisis when I'm a broke waitress living literally day to day like oh my 401k gets drained I don't know what that is like I don't have one you know um but I think, I mean, for me, the biggest, the most marked change in humanity has been the connectivity of the internet. And I am old enough to really fully remember that transition taking place. And, you know, what was, it's just weird to think back on being a middle schooler in chat rooms mm-hmm. and thinking of that as like, just such a novel thing. Like, oh my God, I'm chatting with this stranger. I don't know anything about them except their like handle. And we're talking about astrology because I used to almost exclusively be in astrology chat rooms. Uh. Um, But like not thinking that there would ever be a time where communication like that would replace what I knew as actual life, right? And like now- the online life and your real life are so connected and it's really hard to feel like the internet is not real life. You know what I mean? And like, but it's not. Yeah. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) You hit them with the ASL. (laughs) (laughs) Olivia, do you know what we're talking about? (laughs) I I just barely, I just made it. (laughs) um so I will go back in time prior to computers really because that's what I was for that's okay girl that's okay (laughs) oh I know our elders I know because face card do not decline anyway um (laughs) here for it I am fine I am fine only people that know me know how senior citizen I really am anyway um I think the difference for me the way humanity has changed is the upbringing of children and how it has lessened to be a community and family and more um, technology has brought up children and people don't really know their neighbors like that. Like I grew up being on my great grandma's porch and like knowing everybody on my grandma's block. And I just think that that's the difference that I've experienced. I mean, yes, technology, but I'm one of those like transitional millennials or sorry, generation Xers. Yeah. Uh, One of those transitional ones who saw everything prior to IE dial up internet for those of you who may or may not remember not being able to be on the phone and it being a busy line because she was trying to get hear that all of that so that's my relationship to technology um but I think it's just more of like um just the difference in community and raising children yeah I didn't think about that yeah yeah that's that's a good point and it you know I'm I 
don't know if anyone else on this call nope. has kids. Nope. Okay, so I'm the yeah. sole mama bear here in this group. Um, but it's I'm very blessed to live in a neighborhood um, that people walk. It's it's a lot of older people. So there you go. Um, but we also do have several houses in a row that have small kids and being able to like have the kids out. We were outside today in the snow with one of the neighbor kids playing. And, but I think that that is a product of those kids, parents being mine and your age Mm -hmm. and, and, and longing for something. Now, don't get me wrong when I need to, that kid gets an iPad to <laughs> shut the fuck up so that I can go do something. Like, that's no a judgment. Real thing. No, no judgment. Like, if we had those when you were kids, you never would have been off of one. <laughs> like, I would, like, those things are great. But, like, but I'm mindful of, like, I don't want it to be just that. And I, I want, you know, it's important for me that my kids relate to other human beings on a real level and that we go out and see the community we live in and at least have some semblance of a a neighborhood feeling, you know, Mm -hmm. but that's also, I'm fortunate to live in a place where I can do that, where it's safe to do that. You know, there's privilege that comes with that too. And, you know, so I don't know. So it's not everybody can, and not everybody is willing to, and I don't, you know, I don't know. I got so, a question. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. No, I got we a ready. Yeah. yeah. Let's go. Let's do it. I thought about it when Cassie was talking. When someone wants to contact you, do you feel more comfortable with them calling you or texting you for the group? What do they want? <laughs> it don't matter. <laughs> See? Well, Honestly, that to that that would be dependent because I pride myself in trying to be as a clear and concise communicator. So if you can text it to me and I don't have to talk to you, that's fine. And I actually only like to talk to people if we're having conversations, not, I mean, I think I get the age thing that you're saying. It's just a general question. I would say, I would say, probably text me first I, and tell me what you want and I'll decide if I want to talk to you. I feel that. I feel that though. Mm. Next. And I'm I a little a bit... I'm a little bit of the opposite. Like I, my thing is at this point, um, I find, uh, notifications stressful. I hate having Mm. unread emails, unread texts. And my job is very, um, centric on electronic communication. So I'm Mm. constantly getting teams messages and emails and all this stuff. I hate it. I hate them. I hate seeing that a number one or a number four or a number 20 there. I hate it. Um, so sometimes like I would, I, I prefer you just get on the phone with me. And if, if there's something like, if there's an issue going on at work or, or even in life where I'm like, this is just nuanced. I call, I'm like, can I just call you, you know? And I'm fortunate that I work with a lot of older people and most of them are cool (laughs) with that. Sometimes I get one of the younger millennials or Gen Zers who's like, really? I'm like, it's fine. And I promise you, I'm not going to keep you on the phone that long. I'm just trying not to clog our inboxes, you know? But I, so to me, I find that the culture of texting all the time too, I find to be a pressure for me personally. So it's hard for me to just like, I can't let the notification just sit there. So then I open the text and then I'm like paranoid. I'm going to forget to respond. So I feel like the pressure to do it right in that moment. Um, so that sounds like more like a personal problem for me. 
<laughs> yeah, but I mean, I feel like with Colin, like all my friends, like I talk to y'all, like Brie and I FaceTime. Like Brie don't even call me. Brie's like, look at me. <laughs> Leo's like, show me, look at my face. Um, but yeah, I, I, but I, I do understand that. What about you, Liv? I also agree with I'm not, I hate like the texting all day. Like why, if you have something to tell me, call me, tell me, we can move on. Like, I don't need you to ask me 10 times. Oh, what are you doing now? Like, I'm trying to not talk to you. So stop. <laughs> I also do love the voice, the voice memos though. I do have to say that. I, I think it's the game changer because it's the happy mm-hmm. medium. Between yes. The that for my age group, that's it. That's Perfect. it. Yeah. That's all I need. Cause you can hear my voice. You can hear me cackle. You can hear me mm. talk shit. And you'd be like, that's mm-hmm. today. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's, a, that is a very good point. That's like those, that is a solid marriage of the, the two, you know? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So as we were talking about humanity, I want to know what part do you play in improving the collective? Mm. Mm. well I feel like I mean you have to be the change you want to see right so I feel like just me going out say I'm at Dollar Tree I've been at Dollar Tree a lot lately um and everyone's angry in the store so I feel like if I'm the one that's walking in smiling and maybe somebody will catch that you know like, yes. that's all I got right now just you know and just being genuine with my interactions no matter what they are just being the change I want to see. Oh, that's what I got. Okay. <laughs> Just living. L-I-B-I-N. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I try to be more empathetic towards others, which can be difficult. Tanae knows I um, struggle with that sometimes. Oh, but I think... We didn't know that. <laughs> You don't even know her. You don't even know her like that. Shots fired. She does. She does. She's not wrong. She's not wrong. My bad. Go on. So I was a teacher for a while. And one thing I learned is I did high school. So even grown children, 18 years old, they're really not grown. They're still very small, just in big bodies. And they don't know how to process their emotions or their feelings. And working with adults they also don't know how to process their emotions and their feelings so I try to approach situations and it does not always work but I try to remind myself maybe you're not just being an asshole maybe you don't know how to be a nice person no one ever taught you how to be Mm. a good person Mm. and I feel like nine out of ten times that's probably true sometimes you know how to be a nice person and you're just a dick but I think most people genuinely don't know how to be nice to other mm. people. So yeah, that's yeah. a really good point. Mm-hmm. Yes. The, well, just to because I I think it's worth mentioning. I think that's part like when, Olivia when you were talking earlier about how maybe it's not the humanity's changed; it's just your awareness of things changes as you get older. That is something to me that has been so striking. The older I've gotten is realizing like how many people are 13, 14, 15, 16 trapped in a 40, 50, 60, 70 year old person's body. Like really the emotional maturity, the processing, like all of this stuff. And it, what do you, 
<laughs> you know, like, I don't, I don't know what you do with that. Um, try to be empathetic and try to meet them where they are. And, you know, um, but so to the question, um, how do I try to improve the, the collective? Um, I'm, I'm very much with, with Brie is like, I really try to cultivate positive, just random interactions. I'm always, I, one thing I, I remember thinking to myself in my early twenties, when it was just the time in your life, you're like really concerned about being popular and cute and getting the attention of the people whose attention you want, you know, um, is I was like, you know, I may not ever be the hottest girl in the room I'm in, but I can be the girl who's having the most fun. And <laughs> I, that attitude has served me through, through life, I think, because I find it easier to get my way <laughs> with people when they like me and I'm nice to them and I have a good relationship with them. Um, but also I think it tends to raise the right. I am cancer over <laughs> here, just plotting always, but also I like to raise the vibe. Like I like, I like to have a good time, man, you know, and I like the vibe to be positive. So I like to try and be positive energy because I'm not going to get that from other people. I have to be able to bring that and then let them catch it. And hopefully it turn, you know, hopefully build on it. Um, and I also, uh, you know, I, I try and put out the art I want to see. And, um, sometimes that usually that explores, um, my like darker thoughts. So right in personal relationships and in everyday interactions, I want the vibe to be positive, but I'm also over here thinking about how fucked up things are, how fucked up, mm -hmm. you know, we treat women, how fucked up we treat people of color, how fucked up we treat queer people, like all of these different things. And I have to do something with that, like anger and that sadness. And mm -hmm. I put that into art and I hope that somebody sees that and and, and says, okay, you know, like I, I feel that too. And like, because I've, I've been called deeply by works and been just like, oh, you know, like that was so like, oh, that really hit me. They really captured something with that. And like, if I could ever do that ever in anything I made, like that would be really satisfying, you know? Mm. What about you, Tanae? Tanae? <clears throat> okay, well, <laughs> first... <laughs> first i want to say that this zodiac chat line is how we are uh that's part of my contribution i want to say mm -hmm. um into improving the collective but also um always approaching people with kindness and authenticity even if i don't agree with them and even if i don't like them um i <laughs> tend to always try and just approach them in the way i want to be approached um and i think that most people look at me and have opinions about what they're going to receive and then either my voice is not what they thought i am not at all what they pictured um and i i like that i think part of that like i mm -hmm. kind of get a kick out of people assuming and then realizing like they're completely wrong um and then oh another thing is um always just acknowledging people before I ask for something especially in, like in service injury or wherever you're going like hey how are you mm -hmm. just that in a in a 
like literally you can watch people's faces immediately get out of the mundane of whatever they were doing and connect with you in that real time moment, even if it's for like two minutes and then that interaction and who knows somebody in front of me or behind me, you know, at least they will be able to carry some sort of positive energy to the next interaction that they have. Mm -hmm. Um, And then going back to what Olivia said about all these adults who aren't really adults. um, I had what a a dear, dear friend always say to me, she was like, you know, people are grown, but not raised. And that is like the pinnacle of little kids grown (laughs) as And it's like, I, you know, you tend to gentle parent those people because you're just like, clearly, as Olivia said, you weren't taught to how to deal with your emotions. And I think that that's a really, I think that's one of the biggest things that's stunting humanity is our emotional growth and maturity and the, the levels that it is or isn't and how people's egos are controlling their emotions of what they want rather than trying to be empathetic to other people. Um, and so I definitely think that, you know, when you immediately recognize that somebody is a, that needs their inner child healed, you're like, have you played lately? Do you need a nap? What's that little kid? Do you need I'm a nap? You must need a nap. Um, so I, but I just think that every day I, I want to be a better person for me and, just like there's no point in in anger and not being kind to people if they are kind mm-hmm. to you, you know. Like, and mm-hmm. if somebody is not kind to you, you just keep it moving. You just act like they don't even exist, you know. Because why give them the energy? Um, okay, so let's see. Well, one more question for you guys. Um, how has we'll go we'll we'll full circle this. How has the internet changed humanity? Ugh. I'll start. How about this? I'll start. Okay. I'll this way. Okay. Um, I think we can all agree it's changed for good and for bad. Um, it has changed it in ways where we have access to knowledge all the time. Not that it's all correct. Mind you, do your research. Um, but it's instantaneous connections. Social media has allowed us to literally connect all over the world. TikTok has become the biggest time suck I've ever experienced, but (laughs) I've learned some things on there. Um, And it has just connected. I think it's just given more connection globally um, Mm -hmm. rather than locally. Um, But I also think it has also convinced everybody that everything on the internet is always right and true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. We're going in reverse order. Um, So unpredictable. Shake it up. Yeah. Right. Okay. So how has the internet changed humanity? I think that, I I think that um, the internet has um, created an alternate space for connection. Um, And again, good and bad. Um, I think that it has for um, some people who, um, especially folks who maybe suffer from like social anxiety or agoraphobia or like even, you know, folks on the autism spectrum, it's somewhat of an easier way to connect um, because it doesn't involve 
you know, um, being in close proximity to other people or having to read the subtleties of like facial cues and all of that stuff. Um, and so, and then that's wonderful. And, and, but it's very paradoxical because it's, it's not the same as personal, intrapersonal, face-to-face, physical, human connection. And I think that there is a danger in um, replacing too much personal connection with online connection um, because there's a great many people, I mean, I've seen at least, you know, like a half dozen influencers. So you're talking people with massive platforms who ostensibly are connected to thousands, hundreds of thousands of people who were lonely enough to, to commit suicide and that it just goes to show you that it's not your, the, the, in, the reality of the internet is always mediated. You're able to present what you want to, um, but you can also, and, and there's just so many people who, I don't know where these people who are trolls get the time. I barely have time to do the things I want to do, much less go online and yell at people about doing stuff I don't want to do. You know what I mean? Like, but, but they're out there. And the more you put your life online, the more you come into contact with that. And so I think that, you know, there's, there is a, just these dueling sides of the internet community that I can't, I, I personally try not to be too invested in an online community. I'll put it that way. I think it's, I don't think that for me personally, the good outweighs the bad. I'm still a very online person, just like everybody our age is. And I use it for the things I want to, but I have, I have to put like, I, yeah, <laughs> boundaries. <laughs> I feel that. Say the question again. <laughs> how has the internet changed humanity mm. so we I just wanted to make sure I was going to say but I wanted to actually I wanted to actually you know actively listen to you both precise seeing your mouth and then thinking of my answer um, <laughs> I appreciate that <laughs> uh, two things popped into my head though um, and I'm just going to say that well the one term I can think of is hustle culture Mm-hmm. and just with all the filters and stuff and just this skewed view of beauty mm. right so i can appreciate if i have a question i can just google it real quick i'm like oh snap i didn't know that or you know <laughs> oh man that restaurant's there cool but at the same time it's like you have this false sense of no days off and you just got to keep working and working every day to get to your goal. I'm, I'm going to take a break. I, I need it. I need to take a nap. I need to take <laughs> a couple of days off. Even though in my line of work, both industries, you I don't get any sleep. I know. But yeah, and then I just also thinking about the teenagers growing up or whatever, just seeing someone and saying, wow, she's so beautiful. How can I ever look like that when she doesn't even look like that? <laughs> you know? And so I get really pissed off. I don't like social media. I don't like internet, <laughs> but I know we need it. And I like some things about it. It's very entertaining. But mm-hmm. <laughs> that it is. Uh, 
I don't like it. That's what, what I got. Olivia? Yeah. yeah. I'll give my positive spin. I'll start positive, I'll end positive. But I think it, it kind of goes to me back to what you said about people do have knowledge at their fingertips, which it is not always right and you need to use it correctly. But I think it allows people to question a lot more. I'm just, I question everything. Like if you tell me something, I'm going to be like, is, is that right? I might know it's right, but I'm still going to question you. And I think in the past, whatever someone told you, especially more so people in authority, so like your teachers in school, like they told you it. So it's, it's fact, like, you know, it's true. And I think now people can question why are things the way that they are? Or you said that this is true, but is, is it necessarily true? Can I go find other things? And you can go down paths that are not always accurate. And so I think that could be kind of like a double-edged sword because then you have people spreading information that is not factual and goes against things people know. But I think it allows people to, to kind of start questioning the way things always have been and say, you know, maybe this isn't right just because you say that it is right. So I think that's one, one positive aspect of it. That's the I one positive. That. Yeah. That's my one positive, okay. but I agree with all the rest. The beauty stamp, one thing that drives me nuts. So again, TikTok time suck is bad. It's so bad, but I love the makeup TikToks. But what frustrates me to no end is they're reviewing makeup products with a filter on. I'm like, girl, I'm trying to see how that foundation is <laughs> on my skin, not with a filter, not with it. Like, I need to see how these pimples are going to look when I cover it all up. So, yes, mm -hmm. I, all, all the beauty standards, all that. I'm like, I need some authenticity in my yeah. media experience. I think yeah. uh, Cheryl Underwood said it best, like... Children, uh, y'all do not have to look like the uh, Kardashians. Um, and, you know, it's really interesting that the beauty standards have evolved into what Black women have been criticized for their entire mm. lives. And people Ooh. pay for BBLs and lip injectors and tans and all of these things that naturally come to black women. Um, and I think that Brie and both of you bringing up the points of the beauty standards and filters and back to Cassie's of the alternate reality that we've created. And some people believe that it is, it's, it's real. I mean, some people live in those alternate realities and we just have to learn to decipher. I think it's, it's, it's a way to be able to separate being sucked in by the internet and thinking that everything is right and using our own minds separate from that. Opening up a, a book, reading actual pages. Mm -hmm. You know. Mm -hmm. so I think the great pages, can I do a shameless plug? While I was in the waiting room, I was doing some reading. <laughs> <laughs> it was, wow. It feels very accurate. This is for my mama. I like it. I love it. <laughs> Never read it before. Yes. <laughs> Yes, plug the Aquarius against her will, <laughs> like a Leo does. I love it. Why oh is this like the same story I shared on my Instagram? Aquarius for birthday. It was like Aquarius for their birthday. I don't want attention, but all of a sudden it's a billboard. <laughs> That's funny. Okay, so for those of you that do not know, I 
tend to write astrology slash birthday books and um, <laughs> that is Bree's mother's that I wrote for her last year um, so yeah. wait what's mom's big three I missed uh, what is it Taurus Libra Capricorn yeah I didn't know she had a Capricorn rising wow I, it makes so much sense now wait is it, was I right was I li- right Libra moon? yeah oh yeah. Libra moon yeah wow kudos yeah that's funny. i didn't know that i didn't know her big three i just knew taurus yeah, so that's like yeah. venus so and if Saturn you want energy buy some buy someone in your life a book about mm-hmm. themselves you can mm-hmm. slide into our dms and yeah, then gonna... get contact <laughs> info for today because i don't do that shit but today <laughs> does <laughs> just in case listen see this is why i love my leo opposite because she lets me shine she shows me how to shine they, they'd be That's like right. stand in the spotlight and we're like what about the community <laughs> um so back at you brie why don't you uh drop a plug for you where can the people find you what can they talk to you about Oh, okay. So you can find me on all platforms, uh, underscore Brie Payne, underscore, that's B-R-I-P-A-Y-N-E, underscore. Um, and I'm an audio engineer, so if you need me to record something, mix, master, if you want to do it a, a live sound event, I can engineer that as well, whatever you need. Or make, you know, an intro beat like, like she did for us. Production. It's a vibe. I'm not there yet. <laughs> that's okay we appreciate it uh Livia do you want to share anything for the world since you just celebrated your birthday Miss Capricorn oh yeah happy birthday it was what Monday this past Monday Tuesday Tuesday last Tuesday dang she turned 21 guys it's amazing totally joking (laughs) i'm so kidding i'm so kidding i'm not gonna tell her age unless she wants to share do you want to plug anything 27 um no i actually don't want to be contacted by the outside world so please don't (laughs) find me oh and the The Leo's on all platforms. The Capricorn says, lose my number. (laughs) The Capricorn says, says, I wasn't even here. (laughs) Oh, that was incredible. Oh my gosh. Ladies, thank you so much for taking the time of us with us on a Sunday to our premiere season three show. Guys, we are going to send them back to watch uh in the stands and cassie and i are gonna finish this out but ladies thank you uh, we so will fun see talking you. To you guys <laughs> you two give me hope for humanity you youths with your awesomeness and your <laughs> awesome brains <laughs> bye y'all bye that's funny Oh my goodness, that was cute! So fun, so fun talking to those guys. Um, wow. Yeah. What you you want to hit the celebrity check in real quick? Oh, I do. But before we do that, since we're we're you know we should let the people know we're just doing one show a season, so we won't be back until Pisces season. So let's do. 90 seconds of the astrology of Aquarius season. What do we have coming up? So we've already gone over. Sun moved into Aquarius on Friday. 
new moon in Aquarius Saturday, which I love when it lines up like that, when they're close together, because then it just feels like you really get the most out of a, of a season. Uranus went direct in Taurus today. Um, what other things are coming up? Venus and Saturn are still in Aquarius. Mercury mm-hmm. and Pluto are in Capricorn. Neptune's still in Pisces. Jupiter in Aries. North Node and Uranus in Taurus. Mars is in Gemini. Our next major planetary will be the full moon in Leo in two or three weeks. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, Venus moves into Pisces That's on right. Thursday, the 26th. Is that Thursday? Yes. That is, 26th. yeah, this week. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so Venus moves into Pisces from Aquarius. So we have mm-hmm. a little bit of Aquarius energy for the next four days or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think the energy is going to be a lot lighter um, because Aquarius and Pisces tend to have a lot more lighter energy than the Capricorn energy that we had before. Mm-hmm. Um, and Venus in Pisces is a super romantic place and right in time <laughs> For Valentine's Day too. Uh-huh, that too. For <laughs> for those of you side pieces pieces on the fifteenth, he'll be there. I'm sorry, ah, uh, because we know with Venus and Pisces, it's gonna get spicy. <laughs> mistress, mistress lunch at Tijuana Garage. Okay, so but yes, the full moon in Leo on the fifth of February. Yes. And, um, I think there is one more thing that happens that week. Mercury moves into Capricorn or I'm sorry, Mercury moves from Capricorn into Aquarius. Yes. On, uh, the 11th of February. That's what we love a Mercury in Aquarius. That Mm -hmm. is quick. That is fast. That is, that is blunt. Mm -hmm. Um, Those are the, those are the, the big hits. Moral of the story, we have a shitload of Aquarius energy. Lean into it. Have fun with it. Get weird. Get freaky. The Aquarians love all of that. Um, Why is you telling this secret? Girl, just be quiet. Aquarians don't like... I'm just kidding. Cassie knows all of it. She's known me longer than I want most. I'm just kidding. Um, I oh and then the big thing about the Aquarius energy that's shifting is Pluto moving to Aquarius in a couple months in March and that will again for all Aquarius placements feel the burn people feel the burn um it's gonna be I mean that those are Pluto is a generational influence y'all mm-hmm. so when we've been talking about Pluto being in Capricorn the past couple of years Pluto has been in Capricorn since 2008 eight or seven or eight. So it started with a recession, financial crisis, housing crisis, and it's taking us to where we are now, which is just past an insurrection, um, in dealing with a government that is fucking a clusterfuck. And, you know, I'll be very interested to see how the Pluto and Aquarius period goes here in the United States. It's going to be another 12 or 16 years, you know, that's somewhere between there's Pluto transits. And I mean, this is, these are the, the years that we're going to have to deal with climate change. We have already been dealing with it. We've already passed our chance to fix it. Now it's what the fuck are we going to do? How long can we survive? right because how yeah and it's gonna have to the thing the thing that represents most about aquarius is radical change it's not necessarily 
um, in uh, um, structure change. It's just, it, it kind of unpredictably happens. And I think we've been backed into a corner to where we need some sort of unpredictable, rebellious energy to really just shake shit up and try something different. That is one thing I will say. Aquarians are like, yeah, I'll try it. Try something different because what we've been doing and the structures that we've had before are don't work. They absolutely don't work. And we are at the tail end of where people are paying $9 for a dozen eggs. We are the get all of a sudden gas isn't an issue. Nobody talks about gas prices no more because we're, you know, under $4, I guess. But, you know, um, water is still an issue. There are Jackson, Mississippi still got shitty ass water. Flint, Michigan still got shitty ass water. But just again, going back to climate change. And so I am very interested to see Pluto and Aquarius. And also, guys, all of the planets are currently in direct motion right now. Everything oh, is going yes. forward. So yes. this is the time yesterday. And you still have time to do your new moon Aquarius intentions, I believe. You can do it through tomorrow. Um, it's the the time period was like yesterday when the new moon started all the way through today and sometime I think through the mid-afternoon of tomorrow and then a couple hours tomorrow after the moon goes void, of course, and then back into um being in, I think it'd probably be in Pisces, Pisces. by then. Mm-hmm. Um, but Use this positive energy to put everything else forward to um, to just really go out there and try just be just know that everything that you planned, because remember, we had Mercury retrograde at the end of last year, starting in Capricorn, and we brought the new year in with mercury and i think what venus also in retrograde maybe or maybe just mars was still retrograde but so both of those mars and uranus until today yeah mars the planet of action and mercury the planet of communication both of those which really held up a lot of things now everything's going direct and so anything that you were planning it is okay to move forward yes all right who's what aquarians besides the obvious today our Aquarius okay. celebrity of our own. Um, who are we checking in with? Okay, so we're gonna check in with um okay, first we're gonna check in with my birthday twin because that's why I want to, because I want to. Um, so Madam Carrie Washington, aka Olivia Pope, for those of you who used to watch Scandal way back in the day, um, she has done a lot of producing and directing. Um, she has her own production company, Simpson Street, and then she also works with a group called Onyx Collective. Um, she did Little Fires Everywhere with Reese Witherspoon, and uh, there was something else she most recently did, but I stand a Carrie Washington. She is of Jamaican heritage. I did learn that, oh, okay. um, but she has always stayed really private we have never seen her children i've seen her husband once um she's married to a cancer oh cute <laughs> okay know, right? an underrated match but it is, one that re- can work it's underrated but look at us like duh. i know right <laughs> um and then uh and they have two children but I stand a private ass Aquarius that transitions from <laughs> acting into producing and directing and keeping all of the things. So Carrie Washington, girl, I stand you. Um, yes, forever. And now I'm, 
I'm double checking myself because I don't want to misspeak, but this would be the exact opposite. Yes. Okay. I knew I was right. So, um, I stand, um, a Aquarius that will say anything and everything about themselves. So young Miami from the city girls <laughs> oh my God, she is, an Aquarius. <laughs> is an Aquarius. I knew they were an Aquarius and a Sag. And I was like 99.995% certain that, uh, the girl JT was the Sag. She is. So yeah. I had to confirm she is. So February 11th is young Miami's birthday, but young Miami is wild. right she's trending on twitter because she was talking about how she likes golden showers and she's dating p diddy maybe she's dating him he just another woman just gave birth to his baby but she's out here he's she they're on each other's gram and so then p diddy p-e-e diddy was also trending on twitter but i love her the city girls are great. They're out here in their bag always. Um, Young Miami has her uh, roulette game, her card game. She's got a podcast. She's got a clothing line. She sells her old clothes. <laughs> like It's like Carisha. Is it Carisha? Carisha. Carisha. Carisha's closet. And um, I love it. I fucking, I'm here for they it. They getting bags. She, right? She doesn't and give a fuck. And don't be, I was about to say, and don't be mad about it. No. Well, you know what? Let's connect the dots. Because guess who her birthday twin is? Since we talk about birthday twins February 11th. Oh. Kelly Rowland. Oh, <gasps> yeah. Exactly. Love her. That chocolate mm-hmm. goddess. Mm-hmm. We love mm-hmm. us. One of the me- the beautiful members of, if you don't know, where were you? Have you been? Destiny's Child, Miss Calandria Roland. We love you, Kelly. Mm-hmm. Um, and she is a Grammy award-winning singer, but also has been a host on the X Factor, I think the UK and the US and the Australian Voice. She stay, listen, I live for her, live for her. We just love mm-hmm. you. Um, yes kelly Rowland. Mm. um i'm gonna give a shout out to a personal uh favorite aquarius of mine who i love totally unironically paris hilton um another one who stays in her bag now granted she <laughs> was born in a bag okay like, she just doubled the bag she's she's heir one of the heirs to the hilton uh <laughs> what do you call empire <laughs> yeah so you know she's she's getting uh she's she would have been fine but my girl make made her own money too and um there's that iconic photo of her with like six different phones um and I just I enjoy her because she's never complained about the celebrity thing like she's never been one to be like uh the cameras uh this you know she just like eats it up. And I read an, um, an article or not, I'm sorry, this, <laughs> this was not reading. This was a TikTok video. I saw a TikTok video of a young woman who's a nail tech in LA. And she said that Paris was a regular at their salon. And when she was in court against her stalker, she was like having a really like hard time personally. Um, 
And there was a lot of paparazzi, of course, of the, you know, the trial and all this stuff. And she came in to get her nails done. And she's like, it was very obvious that she was just trying to be kind of incognito that day. But there were these two other clients there who were tourists and of course, immediately recognized her. And she said that she was just so lovely. Like she completely like just went into her personality and was like, Hey babes, you guys are so beautiful. Let's take pictures together. And I was just like, man, she gets how privileged she is. And you know, fucking do your thing girl. Also, like, Also, she's not stupid. She's no. smart as shit. Mm-hmm. And that, that is the whole gag is that she had everybody convinced that's who she was. And that mm-hmm. bitch was like, pay me yeah <laughs> I've got this check thing you you're paying me and you don't even know how smart I am mm-hmm. listen I live listen I'm a huge fan um okay so I'm sure th- I'm gonna say this one and then I have obviously the main one at the end but I'm sure you and I have the same last one okay so the next person I'm just gonna this will be a quick we're gonna talk about Shakira girl we are here for you um I just found out exactly how she found out. And I was like, over some jam, but okay. She found out because I guess her and her son, kids eat the same jam and somebody, some other jam was in the house and that wasn't a jam they eat. I'm like, really, sir? You, the jam? But also, whose side chick brings over jam? Like, side chick must have been a Taurus. <laughs> I'm going to look that shit up in a minute. Um, but she did co- uh, co- collaborate with a rapper and wrote a song. Um, it was called Number 53, but I'm just going to read you just a small bit of the lyrics. She said, a she-wolf like me isn't for rookies. A she-wolf like me isn't for guys like you. I was out of your league. That's why you're with someone just like you. So we love you, Shakira. Girl, mm-hmm. moving on. Yup. Okay. Oh. Go ahead. Okay, right? Megan? Oh, you already know. That's it. That's it. That's yeah. my last one. Megan Stallion. Yes. <laughs> Where is Megan? Is she okay? Please, whoever is in her circle, take care of her. I have been worried about Megan since the trial. I literally one night was like so worried about her. I like prayed for my ancestors to like be with her I was like like please you the highest vibrating among you like go give this woman a hug she does she needs it and fuck Tory Lanes. I'm glad that guy went to jail why would anyone lie about who shot them that doesn't make if you're a famous person why would you do it doesn't make any fucking sense and his attorneys were horrible to her in that trial and I can't even imagine having to go through I can't imagine getting shot at, first of all. And like you listen to Trauma Zine and just realize like she's being dead ass serious. Like she, that fucked her up, you know? And, and forget that. I mean, don't forget that, but like, okay, set that part aside. Like she had this horrible traumatic event happen to her, has to deal with the PTSD and all of the fallout from that. But then you get a bunch of people who are going to put your name in their mouth for clout and talk shit and I just like thank god she's an Aquarius that's a sign that can have the strength to get through something like that but man I just hope she's okay 
I I know she's okay because her mom is up there. She ain't gonna play. She's gonna protect her child. Two, she also channeled that into creating a mental health website. I think it said bad bitches have bad days too or something yes. like that. So imagine taking your trauma and still helping people. And how does she improve humanity? By taking her trauma and showing. And also, Black men, please do better. What the fuck is wrong with you? Black men in hip hop, what is really wrong with you? Why is it okay to co-sign on somebody being abusive? Because she slept with him, that's okay. And because she lied that she slept with him, it's even more, like, none of what you guys are saying makes sense. At the end of the day, nobody deserves to get shot. And let alone, nobody deserves to have their trauma relived and and made fun of because a man's ego is as big as the little flea that they, like, is as big as him with his missing-ass hairline. And I co-sign on what, Tori, what Cassie said, fuck Tory Lanez. Like, like, I don't understand why we co-sign on abuse on Black women. What, what, why does that, is that necessary in a time when, as everybody knows, Malcolm X has always said the black woman is the most unprotected species and it continues to to perpetuate and we're in 2023 and she's a successful celebrity. Mm -hmm. I think of all the women who don't have the success and have been shot or unalived by their partners because their ego or because she told him no or because she said I'm not interested like come on we're humanity we are better than this so megan as always as we said in the capricorn we stand you you are an all-time honorary zodiac chat line member because even though bad bitches have bad days too it's always about you and thank you for sharing your music and experience with us and we are always going to send you all the good vibes. Yeah. We don't deserve you, Megan. We really do not. <laughs> but we're thankful that we got you. We and she thankful. got a college degree in uh, like, I know. Anyway. <laughs> it's, dude, I'm t- it really, it, it is, it's so frustrating. Because like, think about, like, I think about the difference between how Megan the Stallion got litigated. You know, she was on the stand in that trial talking about how like there were days where she thought he she wished he had just outright ended her life like mm-hmm. if she had known how bad it was going to be to have to relitigate this whole thing like she she there were days where she wished that and then people were coming like oh oh yeah you're like it's so bad you made all this money like okay but tom brady gets a divorce and we're like oh oh nobody's like well you still got you know what I mean like just the standard of treatment and the fact that like how many people have we how many celebrities have we seen in our lives unalive themselves money doesn't fucking cure your fucking trauma like Mm -hmm. you can still be traumatized and have money like it's just and it's the kindness, like, just be kind to other people. What and even, even in this industry, like, I think that everybody's kind of stunted for what they think is, like you said, clout. And at the end of the day, we all 
go get up in the same, you know, we all rise up. We all got to put our pants on the same way. We all go to the bathroom and say, like, everybody, you know, we all do things similar. Give people a break. You never know what people are struggling through. And that's why I try and be like, you know what? It ain't me. It ain't, And it's never really about you why people act like they assholes towards you. It's always whatever, however they treat you is a reflection of how they feel about themselves. Mm-hmm. So take that to your prison uh, cell, Tori. Bye. <laughs> okay. Do we got a question? Yes, we do. Okay. We have a question. Because we're just, email. guys, thanks for staying with us because we're going to make this as long as we want to because we're only yeah, going to be right. Our only show this month, so whatever. Okay, so what I like this question, especially since we're not going to see you till after Valentine's Day. So pay attention, everyone. Uh, what part or parts of my partner's chart should I look at when it comes to communication in our relationship? My initial answer is gonna be Mercury. Um. But it also, not only in your partner's chart, but obviously look at it in your chart um, and understand. I feel like it's similar to a love language, a communication language, an arguing language, um, and knowing whether your partner is going to be uh, cut cold and distant with their communication or whether they're going to be overly emotional with their communication or whether they're gonna be very direct and matter of fact, or whether they're gonna be passionate um, and understanding how you receive communication, how they receive communication. So knowing what their mercury is, um, I would say somebody with a mercury in Scorpio is probably gonna be significantly trickier to communicate with than say a Mercury in um, Aquarius um, who may be more, there may not be emotions there, but you'll know where you stand. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think? I agree with that. I think Mercury is a good place to start. And, and I also think it's very important as you alluded to, to look at it, your chart and their chart, because that's going to show you the, how, you may or may not match up, but I would say Mercury, Venus, Mars, and your seventh house. So, Mm. you know, Venus is going to be, how do you show up romantically? How does that person show up romantically? Um, and Mars, how do they show up physically? And then your seventh house is the house that, you know, is associated with partnerships and marriages. So if you're, you know, you're having a partner who you're like, God, this person is, you know, I don't know. I don't know how to, they're hot and cold and whatever. And you discover they have like Mercury and Venus and cancer and, you know, Mars in Aries or something. And like, you ooh, know, ooh. two of those are in her, like the cancer placements are in their seventh house or whatever. You're like, Oh, okay. There's a lot of emotion going on around relationships here. And likewise, you know, some people are extremely um, cool headed when it comes to relationships and that can be maddening. Like, so I'll use myself as an example. I have Mars and Saturn in my seventh house in Scorpio. So (laughs) physical, um, you know, manifestations of love are very important to me. It's important to me to know that I'm like desired. I also struggle with jealousy and I struggle with letting go of the past and, Um, so, you know, all of those placements, you know, 
reflect these certain characteristics in me. Um, and so for somebody like me, who's, you know, I've got all these cancer placements too. I'm highly emotional. Sometimes people who aren't very emotional can like drive me insane, but then you look <laughs> at a chart and be like, oh, well, this person doesn't have anything in their seventh house. They have an Mercury Aquarius, a, you know, Capricorn Venus and, uh, you know, uh, Mars in like Gemini or something. And like, of course they don't, you're, they're not overly emotional. Like they're, yeah, that's ultimate like detachment placement, but being armed with that knowledge and seeing like where it might not, um, intuitively ma- match up, like you can make that work, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. once you know, mm-hmm. and you can match it to the person's behaviors, then you know what you're dealing with. Um, mm-hmm. and if the person is worth fighting for, you work with, that energy and figure out a way to, um, you know, make, make them, make it meld. Um, and sometimes it's just some, some relationships just aren't right. And you just, you know, you figure that out. But I, we've always said that, like, there's so many things to consider when it comes to somebody's birth chart that like, you should, I don't think you should rule out anybody for a relationship based on anything you see in their birth chart. It's just a, signposts that are hopefully going to help you understand that person um but you know if somebody you know tugs your heartstrings and and makes you feel excited and if that person is you know not a sign that's traditionally compatible with you well fuck it like that's not it's you know just go with it yeah because you know compatibility is also based on that person really understanding and embodying that energy and in a positive or a negative way I mean some people don't know how to I'll use myself an example even I don't want to um channel the energy I think I will say I have lots of Aquarius placements um and lots of fire I have a placement in every single fire element or every single fire sign. <laughs> so I'm spicy. Don't mess with me. Um, and I have oh. very little earth and water in my chart. So I tend to um, find people with those elements because I know that that will give me a better balance. And those people will appreciate my passion. <laughs> for life and how I express myself because that may not necessarily be them. Um, but I think that knowing where you are and understanding what you will and will not, like what just doesn't work for you. And that's really where you want the honesty. If you realize that you've expressed, this is how I communicate, this is what works for me. And the person they just can't, that's okay. That just means that you guys didn't find the way that you could communicate. But I think honestly, of all the things, communication is the key, especially in romantic partnerships um, and honest communication. But absolutely. And that starts with being honest with you, being honest part. about who you are, being honest with yourself about your own flaws. And like, sometimes that you, you have to work through that with someone. And sometimes Mm -hmm. you have to do that work on your own before you are even ready to receive the love that is meant for you. But like, you're never going to have honest communication in a partnership. If you're not honest with yourself, 
you're already missing half the equation there. Like, um, so study your own chart first, then study your partner's chart. <laughs> and, and Aquarius is the sign of I know. And if Aquarius don't know nothing else, Aquarius gonna know themselves, okay? Because <laughs> I do a lot of self evaluation on a regular. Before we draw a card, I do want to just give a special birthday shout out to you today. And I just want to say I love you so much. And um, when we were talking earlier about humanity, I, I, I value your friendship so deeply. And I think you're an incredible person. And also, I just think that you are somebody I've watched personally, that you being you, you being your authentic self showing up every day and being exactly who you are, fuck everyone's expectations of it has allowed so many people that you have touched even in a little way to be themselves more. I have been, the course of our friendship has helped me become myself more. And I think that is just a great gift that you give to everyone in your life and to everyone who has had the chance to be a part of your world. So happy birthday. And thank you for being you. Thank you. And everybody out here in internet world, Cassie knows how much that literally embarrassed me. And she loved every <laughs> moment of it. And that's why I keep my cancer friend around because she <laughs> has always allowed me to stay true to my emotions and be honest about them. Um, and I appreciate you for that because I, we have come a long way, both of us, from what we, what are originally the uh, Zodiac chat line started as driveway conversations and it's evolved into what you guys see here today. Thank you so much. I am so blessed to see this next revolution around the sun in a short time i'm not gonna tell you when but it'll be coming up before our next show um and i am so grateful to be able to share this with everyone and maybe you guys can give an aquarius in your life a chance again even though i know sometimes we be fucking up um but we don't need to um but i appreciate that cassie i think standing in my authentic self has helped me be a better person and I cherish our friendship beyond I cannot wait to watch the rest of this evolve and your children grow up because guys I knew Cassie before she had kids so that part um thank you for my special shout out and in honor of that guess who went out and bought some new decks today this gal so we are getting from the voice of the souls oracle by isabella surf yes okay so this is the there we go oh i figured it out thank you coral shout out she knows what i'm talking about (laughs) all right so um bear with me this could be a spontaneous i'm gonna come up with what this card says we'll see so we'll see what happens here we go it doesn't come with like a book of it does okay <laughs> Ooh. okay interesting okay so now today's card is guide Ooh. so we noticed that there's a lion there's a moon there's some flowers around there and 
initially this card is telling me about listening to your spirit guides and <laughs> right is that what you got absolutely and yeah. um follow that of the direction of where you want to go so i'm gonna read the book though okay your soul you are your own guide at the moment you may feel like you don't have any answers you may feel like your spiritual tools or life itself don't bring the answers you need there is a reason for this these are strong and important messages to help you realize you are your own guide have confidence in yourself take time to connect to your thoughts and needs today you may be feeling empty you may even feel like i'm gone but i am still here you just need some space. You need to create your own world, your own frame of reference. You need to connect to your own needs and to put them forth, to put them forward. You are your own guide. Repeat this a few times every day and turn it into a mantra. I am my own guide. Integrate the message and feel it deep inside you. Your spirit guides, everything depends on you. You may feel like you're in a singular situation, but your role right now is not to intervene, whether through signs or messages. You are not in danger. You are not going in the wrong direction or making the wrong choices. You are in the intense energy of free will. Everything depends on you. A blank page is before you, and you need to decide what you will write. The counsel we give you is to connect to the law of attraction, visualize what matters to you, act in accordance to these visualizations, concentrate on what makes you feel alive. You and only you are the creator, the entity. I am one of your protective angels. I am here right by your side and fully present. My role is to guide you towards what is beneficial for you. Sometimes I may create unexpected events or blockages. This is not to aggravate you, but to help you have confidence in yourself and realize what the most positive path for you is. For now, I'm not contacting you directly because I want you to connect to your inner strength and your free will. I'm manifesting myself through outer events and synchronicities. My compassion is manifesting through outer disruptions. So don't sigh or think everything is against you. I truly support you as do all your guides. In my last incarnation, I really disliked outer events. I refused outside help or tried to control everything. Now it's ironic because I create them. Unexpected events are positive when we take a step back. I understand that now this they help us connect to the great field of possibilities. Yes. Aquarius so, season new moon come through. That's okay. Listen, and then why is it the Leo lion in here? So in by the by the Leo full moon check in again with yourself and what you wrote for your new moon attentions and where these guides are going to go and how you are going to be your own guide and guide yourself through um, and this is also number 15, which is what the devil, I believe in the tarot. And oh yeah. It is also guide yourself through your fears because the devil represents bondage and, uh, fearing and restriction and all of the things. And this is to guide you through that. You are your best guide. I always say this, if something don't feel right, smell right, sound right, look right go with it. Your intuition is going to let you know, and you need to listen to that. And you don't need to rely on outer people to guide you in the direction. Your soul already knows which way to go. And, you know, 
follow your nose. I'm just kidding. Um, so go forward on that. Um, I'm excited. These are pretty card. This is the backing, by the way. This is the back of the card. Ooh, cute. So guys, remember your inner lion on that. So check back with us. Please go ahead. Find us on all the socials. We's on the Instagrams. We's on the TikToks. Um, and we will be back in a month back here for our Pisces season show. Um, thank you, everybody. Bree and Olivia, we love to have you on the show. It was a great, great, great chat with you. Um, to everyone that has been on the live chat, thank you so much. Shout out to uh, I believe I saw Ashley Hood in there, our last Capricorn guest. Yes. Uh, Sean, Shawnee, thank you so much. Coral, as always. And then my birthday twin, Miss Cassandra Williams, is also in the chat. Happy birthday, girl. We yes. are living for our Aquarius season life. Cassie. Name twin, birthday twin. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, this is we doing Aquarius season. I'm here for it. Yes. I'm here for this one. Well, guys, thank you so much for spending all of this time with us. We loved it. Uh, Cassie, I love you, girl. I never will do this without you. I love you, my friend, my almost birthday queen. Hey, everybody, as always, it's all love and we out because peace. peace.